Hey, it's Debbie here. Thanks so much for listening to our podcast. But you can also hear the Dave and Dujanovic show live on KSL News Radio Monday through Friday, starting at nine, or at kslnewsradio.com. Keyword podcast. So text that keyword to five seven five zero zero, and you'll be entered to win a pair of AirPod Pros. And be sure to listen for a new keyword next week and every week this February for even more chances to win. Even Dejanovic, your morning companions for talk, analysis, and key perspectives on Utah's biggest stories on KSL News Radio. Eye on the Hill, twenty twenty four special coverage with David Dejanovic. Utah lawmakers uh, looking into several things on Utah's Capitol Hill, and you know how we all laughed. Not too long ago about the idea of bringing water in from the Pacific Ocean uh, to fill up. Dave's still laughing. He's laughing. It's to fill up the Great Salt Lake. In a moment, we're going to talk to KSL News Radio's Adam Small about this, Dave, because it feels like they're they're getting serious. (laughs) It ain't just part of a comedy skit. Um, They're also looking at this as well, a new water agent. Um, This agent... (laughs) A water agent sounds like such a weird term. Like 007 is basically the James Bond of water agents. <laughs> Special agent. Love that Senate President Stuart Adams joined Utah's Morning News this morning to keep us up to date on what's going on in Capitol Hill. Let's let him explain what his water agent 007 would do. That water agent will work with other states to try to develop new water sources. We know we have to conserve, but we know that without new water resources, uh, water is the limiting factor to our growth. It's uh, in there's so many opportunities. They're endless as to how we can work with other states to find a win win with them. And I think because we don't cover this, we're not experts. Where does that water come from? Oh, (laughs) you know, where where does it magically come from? So he addressed that uh, with uh, when Amanda asked him a question about that. Years ago, we talked about bringing water from the Pacific Ocean. Everybody kind of laughed at it, but uh, we actually didn't want to do that. We thought of maybe setting up desalination plants in California and then trading California. Their Colorado River may be water, uh, water, uh, water rights mm. and us paying for the desalination plants. Nevada's doing that. They're actually trying to work with California, building desalination plants so that they can have water out of the ocean. And then the water that would have flowed to California, Nevada's keeping it, actually creates new water. That's an innovative idea that started in Utah, I think, and Nevada's using it. And we just need to, we need to be ahead of the curve rather than behind Nevada. They scooped us. You remember the very first time I'd heard this idea was in the uh, Senate primary with Bruce Huff and Mike Lee, um, and I remember him saying this. Oh, sorry, it was it was uh, with Celeste Malloy, but but he had talked about this very thing about a desalinization plant mm-hmm. in California. And again, it's not that makes so much more sense to say, hey, instead of us sending you a whole bunch of water from the Colorado River, we're going to keep a little bit more of that water, but we'll help pay for you to develop this desalinization plant so you guys can take all that salty ocean water and turn yeah. it into drinking water. It's like baseball trading cards. That's exact, <laughs> That's exactly what it is, Deb. 
<laughs> KSL News Radio reporter Adam Small, always tracking the developments on the Great Salt Lake for us here at KSL News Radio. So we did laugh at the ocean water concept being piped to Utah, which did sound a bit ridiculous over the river and through the woods. You know, up the up the hill the pipe goes for you know hundreds and hundreds of miles. But the trading card idea, the baseball trading card idea. Uh, sounds reasonable. What's your what's what's your knowledge on this uh, issue, Adam? I mean, this is a pretty new thought to me that this morning. I mean, I when we first talked about the ocean water, I had thought about that original proposal to actually build a pipeline that shoots water all the way up from the ocean to Utah. But you know, some scientists came out and were like, "Look, this is going to cause way too much emission, costs way too much energy, and of course, way too much money." But the desalinization plant idea has been something that I feel like California has been at least. You know, people down there have talked about. I've lived in California for a couple of years where it's like, you know, we struggle to get water. Why not have these desalinization plants? The trade off with Utah of like, you don't have to build the pipeline and we could keep more Colorado River water potentially not, at least my initial reaction, potentially not only solves maybe some of the Great Salt Lakes problems, but also Lake Powell. I don't feel like we talk about Lake Powell that often because we're so far away, but Lake Powell's still only 33% full. Like that. And the Colorado River, that's direct inflow to Lake Powell. So, I mean, I mean, yeah, I'd probably want to see a little bit more research into this idea. But, I mean, at face value, definitely sounds like a really good trade. I don't know. The tricky part here, though, is getting California to play along and building a desalinization plant or expanding them. That can be extremely expensive. And the biggest problem I've... I went down a weird rabbit hole of, of desalinization a few weeks ago, but it is incredibly energy intensive. So the big question is, where does all that energy come from? And it seems like one of those common answers is it's great for nuclear. You know, nuclear power mm-hmm. can help, uh, you know, f- kind of work in tandem, kind of a symbiotic relationship. Do you get the impression, Adam, in covering the Great Salt Lake issue up on Capitol Hill that lawmakers are really just willing to throw anything at the wall and see what sticks at this point? Yeah, and it seems like it's been that way for the last couple of years. I mean, I've I've been following a couple bills closer than others, but I mean, you you can our legislative website's so cool where you're like you can go in and just search keywords. I've found so many bills, so many different ideas on the Great Salt Lake. Like I, I followed one, it's called an appropriation request, but really it means like, hey, can the state give us money for this thing? Um, there's a project where they're trying to redo this or uh, update this pipeline that runs through Ogden Canyon, sending water down to residents in Ogden. But the end of the line shoots out into this part of the Great Salt Lake called Willard Spur, where there's like avian botulism outbreaks every summer. And they're like, hey, if you give us some money, will dump some water into Willard Spur and help the Great Salt Lake and potentially help save the lives of hundreds, maybe even thousands of birds. But then also there was a huge one last week where, you know, it's it's a pretty heated one where the some lawmakers want mineral companies to not have as much written right to basically infinite amount of water in the Great Salt Lake to evaporate it to harvest minerals. It's uh, And the Utah Manufacturers Association, if my memory serves, uh, uh, the man in charge of it, uh, Todd Bingham, uh, went before Capitol Hill. I have reached out personally to the sponsor a number of times. And uh, if I dare say in front of this group, he has never responded to me. Okay, that's over the mineral rights debate. And here's what House Speaker Mike Schultz uh, said in return. I don't think it's fair, and it really frustrates me, to be honest, that these companies haven't in- 
engaged in a good faith negotiation to help find a solution. So where do they land on this one with min- mineral rights? Well, the, most of us don't even understand anything about, but it's a big deal, Adam, to the the, the companies that do. Right, and and I guess to kind of frame it all together, so. I, I've spoken with the Department of Natural Resources more times than I can count. So they basically broke down how much of the Great Salt Lake's either upstream water or water in it is used every year. Farming is still the predominant, like, runaway number one, like, water user. Yeah. They use almost two-thirds of the upstream water. But mineral companies, they still do have a pretty good chunk. They use about 8% of the Great Salt Lake's yearly water. And so this legislation, which Mike Schultz was working on before he became House Speaker last year, which I did a story on last year with him, he... Basically, how it's written in Utah law now is these mineral companies, which are important to Utah's economy, they extract these minerals, they pay royalties to the state. It is important for us, but they also do use a lot of water. Under the way the law is written, they can use as much water as they want until the Great Salt Lake's completely dried up. So basically, this legislation (laughs) passed committee unanimously, and they want to change the language to, hey, you guys need to have limits set too. Adam Small, thank you for joining us. Keep an eye on it for us, Adam. Great stuff. Next, uh, are you in debt up to your eyeballs, Uh, especially after Christmas? You're still paying off that debt. (laughs) You're not alone. Uh, Next, uh, let's set aside the debt snowball for just a moment. We're going to talk about the debt avalanche as a way to pay down that high interest credit card. What happens with the debt avalanche is that you end up spending less over time and therefore paying off your debt faster 